My name is Catalina del Carmen, and I'm on a mission to put more cash in the hands of women of color. I'm a wife, mom, amiga, prima, and I happen to run a multiple six-figure coaching business. On this show, I share sales and marketing strategies that keep your business simple, your mindset focused, your bank account big, and your impact even bigger. So if you are on a mission to create generational change and you want to make a lot of money doing it, welcome to the Latinas Booked Out Podcast. What is up, y'all? Welcome back to Latinas Booked Out Podcast. I hope you are doing well. So I have some news for you. Some of you might already know, but my Instagram got deactivated. It's I got a message saying that like I broke the community guidelines and I I don't know what happened, but I got deactivated. I've never bought followers before. I treat people pretty nice and I think I give valuable content. So I did find that there was someone impersonating me. So maybe that has something to do with it. I don't know, but I am at work trying to get that back. That being said, I'm also just trying to manage my anxiety because Instagram is such a big part of my life as a business person. So not, not having all of the contacts that I had before, it feels very odd, but I'm going to get it back. I'm working on getting it back. And I'm so, so thankful to anybody and everybody who's been so helpful in trying to help me get it back. That being said, y'all, if you want to support me in getting it back, if my content has been helpful to you, it would mean so much to me if you could go on your personal Instagram account, go to the settings, press the help section, report a problem, and then when you report the problem, there's going to be a little text box. You basically tell them, my friend at Cat Del Carmen was wrongfully disabled, or you could put it in your own words, please reinstate her account. Thank you. I've heard that's been really helpful for other people. So I've gotten a lot of family and friends to do that. If you want to do that, that would mean so, so much to me. But meanwhile, listen to me here on the podcast and make sure you are on my email list because I'm going to be just talking to you guys on your and via email so, so much. And if you want to catch me on Instagram, you still can because I have a podcast account. It's called Latinas Booked Out, just like the podcast. And you can find me on Instagram and that's where I'm going to be hanging out on Instagram, at least for right now, until I get my account back. So that's kind of an update on what's happening. Outside of that, show up and lead. The next cohort is opening up really, really soon. We are opening up at the end of November, but if you are on the wait list, you get early access. And if you are a past client, if you are currently in the mastermind, which I'm talking to them about it very soon, you're able to email me and we can just get the process started. So if you are a former client of mine, D, well, I shouldn't say DM me, email me at Catalina at 
tell me you want to be a part of the group and I will send you the application and we will get a call going, a sales call going so we could figure out if this is like the right, you know, the right program for you. And we'll get the ball rolling. This, this group is going to sell out. The last group was full and I actually changed the number. I'm only accepting 15 people this time. Last time I was trying to get 20. But now that I have this group, I'm realizing that like I actually no want no more than 15. Just because I'm I I I I really want to invest in the people that are in the program. And I also am working to make this better and better and better and better and better. This next cohort is gonna have a lot more than um I say a lot more, but basically a lot more content than this time around. We're still doing a live event. During this round of the mastermind that I'm currently in, we did a live event. I taught the show up and lead process of creating six figures. And this time around, I'm putting that process into more digestible content. So it'll be on audio and video. And um, we're still going to do the live event where you will plan out your business and really plan out what the next year is going to look like for you and especially the six months. So anyways, if you want to be a part of this group, come hang out with me. (laughs) Come hang out with us. Um, Go to the link in the bio below. You can see it in the show notes or you can go to catdelcarmen.com. Make sure you're on my email list too. Okay. All right, y'all, let's talk about wealth. So today is the third and last episode where I'm talking about money mindset. This is a money mindset series. The last two episodes have been around money mindset. And today's episode, I want to talk about building wealth and how that differs from building revenue in your business. I think some people really think about their revenue in this way that they think their revenue is going to create tons and tons of wealth for them. And I just don't think about it that way. And I, I, I want to share the way I think about wealth and the way I think about revenue, because I think it helps not only me in my business, but it also helps me in my life as my husband and I build all of these different, you know, streams of income and assets and investments. As we build that, I I want to explain how I think about my business because I think it'll be of value to you, and especially for people who are always feeling like every single month you need to bring in a certain amount of money, and you are always on this like dog chase of like always trying to get more and more and more sales. And like you, you can't really find that calm because you're always needing that dopamine hit of more sales, but also you're like kind of, kind of living in that like scarcity phase or scarcity energy where you always are like, where am I going to get my next buck from? How is this going to work? Is this really going to work long-term? La la la. Okay. So that's what I want to talk about today. So let's just get into it, actually. So I talk a lot, a lot about simplifying 
I talk a lot about simplifying your business, okay? And the reason I talk about this is it's a pivotal strategy that I teach. The only reason, I shouldn't say the only reason, one of the main reasons that my business has been so successful is because I've simplified everything I do and I keep things incredibly simple for myself. That is a number one rule for me. If it's complicated, I take baby steps. That's it. We don't play any games. We just keep things simple. Okay. And because I've kept things simple, it helps me stay laser focused on what's important. And what's important is getting cash through the door, going out there and giving an immense amount of value to people and making lots of offers. And when you do these like simple tasks, you create income. (laughs) And I mean, I'd say there's more to that, but you know what I mean. So that's why I believe in really keeping your business simple. That being said, I also believe that it's incredibly important to have a variety of investments and assets. And I think it's incredibly important that you're diversifying all of your either revenue streams, assets, investments, whatever it is, I do believe in that too. And I don't talk about it enough, but in all honestly, in all honesty, it's what my husband and I talk about often. So on today's episode, I want to share more about how I think about building wealth and how that plays a a role in how I think about my business as well. So on today's episode, I want to talk about the importance of building wealth and how your business plays a role in that. Okay. So first things first, y'all, I want to start with telling you the way I think about my business. When I think about my business, I think about it as an asset. I think about my business as one investment. I don't think my business, I mean, I actually do think my business is going to like make millions of dollars and like take care of everybody, retire my husband, like all these things. I do, I do think that as well. But for when I think about like our household, when I think about my kids, when I think about my family, I'm not just thinking about my revenue and thinking like, I need to make more money so I can make sure we're all good. No, I'm thinking of building wealth long term. Now, look, my husband and I have been homeowners for a really long time. My husband bought really early when we were dating. We lived in our condo. We sold it. We bought a house. We bought a fixer upper actually in like 2000, I don't know, 14 or something. And we invested a ton of money, a ton of time, uh, so much energy into that house. And that was in Oakland, California. And we recently sold it for like a ridiculous amount of money. And we bought a house here in LA 
um, a beautiful house that we're so proud of. And now we have this asset that we're sitting on. And we're also looking to get an investment property as well. Um, we almost got an investment for a while. Our house was an investment property and we were renting while we were in LA when we moved. But anyways, <laughs> um, we're looking to buy another investment property, hopefully in the future. When I think about when we talk about assets, right? I I just want to like name the type of assets and the type of investments that we, my husband and I have. Um, and, and why I'm even going through this is because I want you to see where my business plays a role. So there is our home, right? That's a huge asset. It's a substantial asset. Um, it's also a liability in some ways, but we we put a lot down on the house, so it's not too bad. We we still we still got equity. We also are looking to buy another investment property, but we also have a retirement accounts. We have a couple different kinds. I have a 401k that we just recently moved into I forget actually what the names are because <laughs> I'm not an expert at this, but we just moved our my retirement account, I think, into an IRA, some type of special one. So we have those. And then my husband has retirement accounts as well. My husband also has a couple pensions from different jobs that he's had. We also have um EFTs. And well, index funds, I should say. We have some index funds. So index funds are just types of stock. At least that's the way I like to think about it. Um, index funds are, are like a bundle of stocks that the stock market, I don't, I'm not so sure if I'm saying this right, but it's basically a bundle of stocks. And when you think about like brokerage accounts, and if if you're not familiar with brokerage accounts, if you think about stocks, there's tons of types of stocks you can buy. You can just buy straight from a, you know, like a company. Like for example, I have a ton of stock in Adobe because I used to work for Adobe systems. And when I did, I bought a lot of stock there. So we have a mix of stocks from EFTs, index funds. Um, and then also I like to dabble a little bit and buy some stocks here and there. I'm more risky than my husband. My husband could just buy like all the index funds and all the EFTs. Those are a little bit more less risky um, because they just, they have a great, I think it's like every, I don't know. It's, it's less risky, but they're definitely, when you throw money in EFTs and index funds, they're going to grow. Okay. And by the way, y'all, I'm not a money coach. So please talk to a professional before you make any of these investments. I'm just telling you my experience. So we have a mix of those. Our kids even have a brokerage account um, with some, I think there's like, I think PJ has some index funds and we also have a college account for him. And then, then y'all, then we have my business. Now look, my business is mine. It doesn't belong to my husband. But the way I think about my business, I think about it as an asset. 
I think about it as an investment. Like I think about it right next to our house, right? Like if our house is an asset, our house is an investment, I think about it, my business just like that. I think that my business is somewhere that we're always going to invest in. The value is going to fluctuate, right, depending on the year and the time. But I just see my business in an, as an asset. And this is what I want to talk about because I think this is really helpful and I think it can be helpful for many of you. So like any asset, you have to invest in it. The value goes up and down during different seasons. And you have to look at your investments. You have to look at your assets from a very long-term point of view, right? This is a long-term investment, just like a house, just like the stock market, just like any other investment. You want to put money in it. You want to take care of it and you want to help it grow. Okay. I remember when I started my business before I started coaching and I just started my podcast and I was only podcasting. I remember thinking, well, if I even have, like if I have slow downloads and I don't really grow that fast, but I keep going in like five or 10 years, I could definitely have 100K downloads and I could make this a revenue stream and this could be my job. This is what I told myself. Now, I could make a revenue stream out of my podcast now if I wanted, but it's not a priority to me right now. Right now, my focus is to grow my one asset. And for me, keeping my business incredibly simple allows me to grow the assets and allows me to enjoy my kids, enjoy my husband, enjoy our life in this stage of my life, right? Like this is my time where I I I have a business, I'm growing my business, but I just as important to me is raising my kids and enjoying my marriage and life and family life because I know my kids aren't going to want to hang out with me one day. So that is important to me, right? So the reason I am always preaching simplifying is not because I think people who have multiple revenue streams in their business like it's not because i think that's a bad idea no not at all i think that's a really genius idea but the way i have grown my business and the way i teach people growing their business is to really simplify their business and focus on one revenue stream and get really really great at selling that one revenue stream and when you can sell one revenue stream and put your energy into one thing and sell it and make the same amount of money as you could with five revenue streams, why wouldn't you do less and get the same benefit? So that's like the way I think about it, right? Now, 
like I mentioned, right now I'm focused on sustainable growth between big revenue years. So this year for me was a pretty slow year. I worked so Oh my God. I, I feel like I barely worked. I'd say I worked 10 hours maybe a week all year. Okay. And it was also a year I got pregnant. Also a year I had a baby and next year will be probably a bigger revenue year. It's probably going to be a year I like put in a lot of work. Just like our investments, right? Just like our investments some years are going to be big. Some years are going to be slow, right? That doesn't mean like when you put money into the stock market. So for example, if you buy a whole bunch of index funds and let's say you bought them three years ago, right? Let's say you you bought them three years ago and right now the stock market's pretty low, right? We're we're hearing a lot of buzz about a recession, a possible recession. We might be in a recession, la da da da. So your stock that you put money in could, it's it's likely actually that it's going through a downturn right now. Now, any money person would tell you that it's going to be fine. <laughs> like it's if as long as you keep your money in there for the long term it's very likely going to be a-okay because there's years and centuries, uh, I don't know if there's centuries, actually decades where we've seen the stock market go up and down and up and down, but it's regularly long-term just going up, 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 and up. That's why it's like pretty safe, especially if you do like index, index funds or EFTs. So just like any investment, some years are big, some years are small, but it, so it doesn't mean that it, you're bad at investing if that happens, right? So if you put money in the stock market and now we're going through a recession, I don't want you to tell yourself like you've made a bad decision in investing because look at all the money you've lost or look at the downturn. It doesn't mean that you're bad at investing. Those are just investments doing investing things. Like that's just a part of the game you're playing. Now, I'm not saying that there isn't risk, right? I'm not saying that there isn't risk in investing. But what I'm saying, like sometimes you are going to just have losses and that's true. And those are called lessons, right? Those are called lessons. But what I want you to look at is I want you to look at your business as an asset. I want you to look at your business as something that has ebbs and flows and you're going to have surplus years and you're going to have, I mean, I hope you don't have like really bad years, but you're going to have years where you're scaling your business and it looks different. Than, than, you know, some bigger years. For me, I just sl- recently slowed down my business a ton because I got pregnant, because I had a baby, because I changed my business model, right? I just made those decisions. It doesn't mean that the long-term value of the business is not going to work. It doesn't mean that I'm a bad business person. It, it doesn't mean that. 
it's a fucking asset. It's an investment. I'm going to put my time into it and it's going to grow. And some years are going to be better than others. And I I also want to be clear here. I'm not like just leaving it up to chance. I'm not saying like, well, some years are better. Some years are better than others. No, I'm not saying that. But because I think about my business as an asset, because I think about my business as just one of the many investments that we have in our portfolio, I don't take it personal, right? Like if I have a bad month or two bad months, like I'm not sitting here taking it like, oh, I'm bad at business. This is, I just might be, I must be bad, like bad at this because of A, B, and C. This is an investment. This is something that you are going to put your time, effort, money into as you learn how to grow it. And I, I really want to be clear here that like, it's important that you realize that your business isn't you. Like you aren't your business. Your business is an asset. It's an investment in your household. Now, whether you're single, whether you have a family, it doesn't matter. Either way, I want you to think about your business as an asset, as an investment, as something out of the many things you're going to do to build wealth. Because the honest truth is, I'm going to have many businesses. I'm going to own many businesses one day. That's the truth. I think this is especially like I'm thinking of money coaches right now. Like I want you to think about your business as one of the many assets and give it as much slack as you would give your investments. Like if you're going to like, if you're going to have a a bad month or a bad launch, right? Like a, a launch that doesn't do as well as you hoped, it's not personal. This is an investment. This is an asset. It's going to have its ebbs and flows. And I want you to think about it like that. I know that it helps me to think about my business as an asset because it reminds me that it's not, it's something outside of me. I'm not a machine. I'm a person who runs a business. I have to work hard in that business just like I would in any other job, but it's a huge benefit to me to have a business because I get to do the things I want to do. I have way more freedom than anyone I know with a nine to five. Anyone I know with a nine to five. So like, is there pluses? Is there minuses? Absolutely. Like my huge benefit is like, I get to like pick up my kid from school every single day. I could pick them up early some days and get ice cream. Like I could do whatever the mm, I want because I have this incredible asset investment. Like I said, I'm going to have multiple, multiple businesses one day. This is just like the one that's going to fund the others. So I want to be clear. I want you to have as many investments and revenue streams as possible, but not at the expense 
of one of your assets. I'm going to repeat that. I want you to have as many investments and revenue streams and assets as possible, but not at the expense of one of your assets. So what I mean is my business helps me build wealth, but it's not the one thing, right? It's not the one thing that I do to build wealth. I have multiple investments and I don't only count on my business as a potential wealth builder. That's a lot of pressure on your business if you're looking for it to be like your ticket to wealth. It shouldn't be, honestly. I don't want it to be. At least I wouldn't recommend it. So I hope you guys are getting that. Like, I want you to think about your business as an asset, something that's separate than you, something your business is something that you run. It's an asset that you run, but it's it's a living, breathing investment. Like, it's going to have its ebbs and flows just like any other freaking investment, okay? All right. Now, I I want to quickly talk about revenue. Like, and I want to explain to you how I think about revenue and how I could think of how I believe it could be helpful to you. So one of the lessons you'll learn when you scale your offers or business is that your revenue is not attached to your personal success. Your revenue is not attached to your personal success as a person. In the beginning of your business, it's so easy to rely on your business, especially your business revenue, to make you feel successful, to make you feel good about yourself. So when you have a 10K month, your ego is like, yeah, look at me. I'm so cool. And that feels good to us, right? Like all the good emotions come up when those things happen. But that is something you are going to have to grow out of as you scale. Because you'll have to learn how to go months without revenue or lower revenue when you scale. The more you can come to terms that your revenue isn't personal the more your relationship with money will change. I'm going to repeat that. The more you can come to terms that your revenue isn't personal, the more your relationship with money will change. Like I mentioned in the first episode of this Money Mindset series, where I talked about creating money, it's so important that you think about revenue as something that you create and that you can always create. It's something that you can create. Wealth is something you intentionally put your effort into and also grow. You also create wealth, but it just looks a little bit different. When you think about revenue, when you think about making money, I want you to go 
to that episode. I think it's episode 171, I believe. I'll put it down below in the show notes. I have my team do that. But it's really important that you see your revenue is something that you can create anytime. And your wealth is something that as you grow wealth, I should say, your investments is something that grows, that grows and and what's the words I'm looking for? Your investments are something that like will have long, 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 long term like wins, right? A long-term equity, long-term money. And when I think about my business as an asset, it just helps me detach myself, right? Like when my business is an asset, I can be like, okay, I could just detach from it and I don't have to take all the things that happen in my business so personally. And when I'm not taking the things in my business good and bad so personally, then I could critically look at my business differently. If I have a launch that doesn't do as well as I hoped, I I could just look at it critically and look at what worked and look at what didn't and edit things and try again. But if I'm sitting here telling myself like, oh, I must be bad at business because la 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 la, that's not helping you. And it's also bullshit because just like any investment, like the housing market, the housing market is a little wonky right now, right? Like our house right now, we actually paid over market value for our house because we really wanted this house. And we knew this, right? I think I mentioned it in one of the past episodes. Like we knew this when we bought this house and we knew that as soon as we moved in, the market value might change a little bit. And we were willing to swallow that and just take the, what felt like a loss because we, we wanted this house. It gave us peace of mind. We're super comfortable here. We love this home. So when you, with you and your business, I want you to be able to learn how to detach that way too, but it really starts with how you think about your business. And I just want you to know that it's available to you to think about it as something separate, okay? Y'all, and then one more thing I'm going to add here. I just, this is a little side note. I know, I know that especially the people who have marriages or partners or parents even, like if if you are building wealth, if you want to build wealth alongside your business, it is very important that you get literate in this stuff and don't just take my word for it, okay? I'm just sharing a little bit about what we do, but I really want you to explore what building wealth looks like. I want you, I work with, um, I'm in Gina Knox. Her, she has a, um, she has a, what do you call it? She has a program that I've been a part of for a year. My client Soledad just created her program that is an insane value that's actually current open, currently open for enrollment. So go to wealthparatodos Instagram or .com 
you can learn more about her program, but it is incredibly important that you become financially literate and that you understand these things I'm talking about because that's how you build wealth. You're, I don't want you to count all, put all your chips in your business to, to, to make you wealthy. There is another way to do it and a way to set up your family, set up your kids, set up your parents, set up whoever yourself when you're 70, 80, 90. There's a different way to do it. And I really want to challenge you to prioritize that and have these conversations with your partner. Now, I know some partners are like harder to have these conversations with, but I didn't choose your partner. You did. (laughs) So have the conversations. My husband and I talk about this shit all the time. All the time. Luckily, you know, he's into it as well. He actually is the one that manages most of the money around here. But we talk about it all the time. So I just, I hope you took something away from this episode. I hope it was helpful. And that's it. All right, y'all. I will see you next time. Bye. Hey amiga, if you are not on my email list, you are missing out on some juicy content. I share sales and marketing tips every single week. Plus, you're the first to know about new freebies and webinars and all the other things fun happening. To get on the list, sign up for my free training, How to Sell Out for Figure Offers. This training will also shift your mindset around what it really takes to book out your coaching business. So sign up in the show notes or on my website, katdalcarmen.com to be added to the email list. I will see you next time. Mwah.